We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Glenn Allen. Glenn Allen is the go-to CMO of Digital Course Launches. As a multi-instrumental musician turned marketing consultant, he helps entrepreneurs scale five to seven figure businesses by consulting them and their team through marketing and launching digital courses. He's the host of The Glenn Allen Show, a YouTube channel about digital marketing and an entrepreneurial po- podcast called Unstuck and Unstoppable. Unstoppable. He also works as an unpaid chef, housekeeper, and chauffeur for three kids who call him dad. Glenn, welcome to the show. Thank you, Laura. It's great to be here. I'm excited to be here too, especially because marketing is the topic of conversation, and that is one that I absolutely love talking about. Um, (laughs) We're going to have a good one here. I'm going to just dive in right away with a question for you um, about one uh, area that I know is extremely important. I'm sure our listeners are really interested in the answer. What is the most effective way to build authentic connections with email list subscribers? It's to provide value to them, uh, more value almost an imbalance. Well, yeah, definitely an imbalance of value over information about yourself or your products or pitches for your products and services. I find that, uh, you know, right now everybody is really having to do a lot of their business online. And a lot of that is happening through their email. And we are, you know, we're becoming a little bit inundated and saturated right now. And so it's really important to show up as a person and not as a product and to really nurture your relationship with the people who have tr- entrusted you, you know, with their email addresses and invite, invited you into their inboxes by continuing to give. So when you say show up as a person and not as a product, how, how do you recommend companies or organizations with multiple people? You know, is it should it be coming from the brand or should it really take that personal conversational approach? If you can have, even if it's not, you know, the leader of an organization, if like, let's, let's say you are an organization. I've worked, you know, in the corporate space where we had this challenge of connecting more one-on-one with our, with our audience and our potential customers and clients and leads. And we kind of had to pick a face of the organization and that didn't have to be the founders. Um, you know, for a while it was me and it was another uh, agent of the company who were just best suited to kind of showing up and being on camera or creating, you know, engaging content. And, you know, sometimes that means, you know, me writing in the voice of this, this person, but basically having a face and a voice that people can connect to instead of a brand or instead of, you know, a company. Yeah, that makes sense because that's um, people want to do business with people, 
right at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, one of the ways that I really recommend people do this is, you know, when you're inviting people in on into their, you know, if you're inviting people to sign up for something like a, a lead magnet or something that gets people into your, your email community and you want to kind of take the relationship to the next level. You know, I really am a big fan of things that are video based things that have a person on camera engaging with you, talking to you, showing, you know, showing the values and projecting those through personality and through, you know, it could be for a lot of people, since a lot of people are moving into like an info product space these days, you know, it's showing your personality and expertise through some kind of, you know, um, whether it's a, a lead magnet that has video or even just videos on the page, thanking people for joining and coming into their community, things like that. Yeah, video is definitely where it's at nowadays, even though this is an audio only show. Um, uh, I can definitely see the power in, in video and adding that personality as you talked about and really showcasing that you're genuine, you're a real human being. You're not just some brick building, right? You, you've, got, um, you've got something of value to provide as well. Absolutely, 100%. So Glenn, what are some of the best ways to attract people into our audience when we're building an online community? So if you're building an online community, especially one in which you are maybe, you know, a lot of the reasons we're building online community is number one, you know, it's, it's for the sake of community, right? But also, you know, we're in business and, you know, we're not just in business for the fun of it. There is, you know, of course, the commerce side of it. And we want to serve and help people. And we want to connect with people. And we also want to do it in a way in which, you know, is, is, is financially viable for us. And so we have things that we want to sell and offer that will help other people. And so when you're doing this, a lot of people are, you know, nurturing an audience from, say, a social media platform or a podcast or you know some other platform and we want to bring the conversation in in a little bit more intimately and deeper into you know non-farmed land you know you know social media is kind of that that rented space and when we have our own community of people in our private groups and our email list that's like that's ours you know especially your email list and so one of my favorite ways to build that i mean it's it's having some kind of we'll call it an ethical bribe call it a i don't like to call it a white paper but call it a lead magnet call it a freebie that really creates value for the people who are in your, you know, they're your ideal person to work with and serve. And to do that in a way that is fully aligned with the ways in which you ultimately want to help them, you know, through say your, your paid products, your paid offers, your service, something like that. Excuse me. <clears throat> Just lost my voice for a second there. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely a good idea to have some value proposition is the way I like to position it. If you're trying to build your email list, for example, um, in that uh, the thing that you're giving away has to actually have value to it to the extent that someone would actually be willing to pay money for it. But instead of paying money, that transaction that's happening is them agreeing to be part of this bigger circle, this community, um, or getting on your email list. I mean, that that 
transaction, that financial transaction is their email, which we all hold very sacred nowadays. Absolutely. And the thing is, you know, I'm, you know, a lot of people who are clued into doing this sort of thing, I'm seeing a lot of, I think, upfront mistakes with the way in which they go about that. Um, you know, the, the best thing you can do for somebody is to solve a problem they have, you know, a very small burning pain that then gives them a next level good to have problem. Um, if you, if you can solve somebody's problem, you're going to really have somebody who's like, they're going to become a fan of you. They're going to be really engaged and connected to you and, and feel like, wow, if you knew that problem so deeply, I can trust you to also have, you know, the next solution for me. Um, and I've, I've, I've seen this with things where, you know, oftentimes what, what's happening is your, your customer or ideal client is they're searching for an answer to something. And somehow they come across, you know, you know, some freebie or lead magnet. It might be like a, a cheat sheet or checklist or, you know, done for you script or report or something like that. And what I see often happen is, you know, they get the thing, it's delivered to them in their inbox. They might download it, read through it, and then they bounce and that's it. And they've got no incentive to further the relationship with you. And then, you know, if you're using, say, an automated nurture sequence down the line to then inform them more about who you are and what your products or services are and things like that, often then, oftentimes it just kind of gets lost in the noise, even if your subject lines are enticing. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the vehicle that people use for these freebies. Um, you know, downloadables, they don't give you a good sense, I feel, of of who you are and really showcase, you know, your talents. Like I was in a situation where I was wanting to learn how to, oh, what was it? I was trying to learn hashtags because I wanted to grow a following on Instagram. And I saw a lot of like people saying, get my latest tips and tricks for Instagram. And, and you know, tips and tricks are, they're very vague. You don't know what you're getting out of that. And so there's not really an incentive there, but um, when you see like, okay, get this, this result, you know, um, learn how to uh, find the exact hashtags that will grow your father. Okay. There's a, there's an outcome that I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I'm looking to do. So I signed up for quite a few of these and I noticed a lot of people would have like these little, you know, little PDFs and downloads like that. But after I got that, that first email, I had no idea who they were. I couldn't distinguish them one from another. And there was one particular woman who, instead of doing that, had a very simple solution. It was just a little like free training, like a little, not even a mini course, it was just like one video. I watched it. I saw and heard from her just like how genius she was. She showed exactly like on screen how you should find your exact hashtags and like how to understand like the density of, you know, low volume, mid volume and high volume. And then where you can go to actually search for them and how to compile them and, and create a collection of them. And so my problem was solved. And I was immediately like, oh my gosh, this woman is a genius. This is brilliant. Like I saw her brilliance, I liked her personality. I liked her teaching style. And now I had closed the loop on a small problem, which was, you know, I needed to know how to find my hashtags. But that opened this loop on a greater next level good to have problem, which was, well, what the heck do I do with these now? How do I actually use hashtags? 
And fortunately, yeah, you know, as she added value in her email, talking about you know this topic a little bit more, and and adding extra layer of of help, I really felt this sense of trust with her, and she had a follow-up course that says, now that you know how to do this thing, now that you have this this one thing, you're going to want to know, well, what the heck do you do with them? Exactly what I want to know. And so she then had a service that I had to have right then and there. It was like, here's how, here's how you use them to build an engaged audience, build community, and to grow your sales. So I, I bought this digital course that she had to offer. And I see, I see a pattern of this that got me thinking, um, this is really the key. It's, it's closing the loop on something small and gaining trust. And, and that, that video interaction, now it doesn't always have to be like face to camera video. Um, I have a friend who actually does the same kind of thing with her lead magnet and she's a podcaster and she's got this great podcast voice and she just does voiceover slides. And it's the same kind of net effect though. You hear her, you feel like you're her friend. She has this way of talking to you or you're like, it almost sounds like she's, she's dropping secrets to like her closest friends. And so <laughs> nice. it really builds that, that uh, almost like addictive connection to the, to the content. I love that. Wow. You did a really good job of just breaking it down. I'm sure our listeners are going to just hopefully taking notes like crazy because it sounds <laughs> like you've just mapped out a full formula for some people. <laughs> um this is great. All right. I'm going to, here's another question before we go really deep into networking stuff, but how can we reach out to network and collaborate with other influencers online to really help build our audience? I think one of the most important things is number one, showing up just like a person, not, you know, blasting out templates, um, really taking the time to research different people and get to know what their values are. And if, if they're, if like working with them is actually a fit, and once you've done that, you know, having, you know, having a sense of how do, how does what you teach or your expertise or the way you serve people couple really well with what value they're on mission to provide to their audience is absolutely critical. Like I'm in the digital course world. So I, I'm always consulting entrepreneurs who want to build a digital course on how to launch the thing. But the problem a lot of people have is they have put all this time into a digital course and they haven't put the time into building an audience of their own. So, you know, who are they going to sell it to? And so what I do with people is I help them forge relationships and reach out to people and network with people where they have that engaged audience already. You know, those, those, those communities already exist and people already have them. And so, you know, the thing is to learn how to make relationships with people so that you can then reach those other audiences that are already out there. And the thing is you don't want to do them, you know, off the first date, you don't you know, you don't go on your first date and say, well, you marry me, you know, you build the relationship first, you make a connection first mm -hmm. and you can do that through adding value and, and just being a person. Yeah. There's a lot of truth to that really leveraging your audience um, or building your audience, but identifying, I like to refer to them as kind of the hub and spoke approach. Like who are the hubs? Who are the people that have all the different connections and networks and, and really mass, you know, mastering your time to build the relationships with the hubs, but also try to be a hub yourself if you can. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the way I look at it with, with people, I, I, you know, that work with me is, you know, what other audience other than your direct audience 
might this kind of information really, really serve that can get the most out of it that, you know, you're not necessarily directly thinking this would be helpful for. Like an example I had recently, um, I had this client, her name is Michelle, and she was on tour with my favorite songwriter of all time, Elvis Costello. She's done like live sound engineering for concerts for people like, like she's done Saturday Night Live and the Grammys. She's, she's done like Janet Jackson, like Gwen Stefani, all these big names. And then all of a sudden, despite all of her clout, she found herself when COVID hit suddenly without work. Right. And she had built this, this large following of other sound engineers who knew, you know, she was great at what she did. And she decided I'm going to build a course. I'm going to basically sell my knowledge and teach people how to make their music sound professional and do it through EQ, this equalization technique of hers. But the problem with that is that audience is also not able to make a living. So they're not going to want to spend money on something like that. Sure. And so we kind of thought like, okay, who, who do you have relationships with that you could serve and help by creating an affiliate, you know, um, relationship with where they can, they, they actually could use, you know, an injection of cash during this time with COVID and you could actually serve their audience and give them opportunities to make money with your information. And when we asked that question, we realized, you know, she had a relationship with somebody who was actually had a program teaching people how to get their music placed on film and TV, which was really booming. And it still is right now during, during COVID. So it's like an opportunity for people who normally would be totally out of work. I mean, musicians can't gig right now very much. So um, able to serve more people in a completely fresh way through her network. Love that. Love that. All right. Let's go really deep into networking right now. And um, with a couple of questions that I have, my goal really is to help alleviate any fears that someone may have when they hear that word networking. And obviously networking has changed in the last year, but I'm hoping Glenn that you can share with our listeners, one of your favorite or most successful networking experiences that you've had. Wow. Okay. So I know it sounds really weird, but I kind of systematize my networking and I don't do it to be like disingenuine. I do it because I talk to so many people online that I need to kind of track what I'm doing or I, I lose track myself of who all I'm talking with and who I need to keep up with. But what I like to do is, I mean, number one, I love podcasts. I love connecting other people to, to other people. And so one of the things that I do is I look at what, what networks are already out there, what people are already kind of movers and shakers, and then um, talking, you know, just approaching them and, and, and adding value. Like what, uh, you know, I like the idea of connecting with other podcasters, especially because they, they really value um, other people coming in and adding value to their audience. And that's one of the ways in which they can grow is by bringing in outsiders. And so with that, what I, what I often like to do is just get to know people and promote them to my audience. You know, if I, if I'm really engaged in a, in a podcast or something like that, and I really like a specific episode, I might share that with my entire um, network or my Instagram or my, even my, you know, I'll share that in my email list because it's something valuable to my audience. And then it's also valuable to them because they're, they're able to kind of spread to a new group of people that they don't have access to. And so I'd like to do things like share it, promote it, and even um, write a review 
and subscribe. And you know, if it's not podcasts, there's other ways you can do this. I mean, we're largely networking through social media platforms. And so you can always provide value to other people by, you know, having thoughtful comments and sharing uh, other people's content and promoting it out to your network. I feel like making that opportunity is a great way to connect to people that you might otherwise not feel like you have any access to. Sounds like we have a lot of things in common here. <laughs> a lot of what you're talking about is definitely kind of my philosophies as well. Um, so how do you nurture the relationships that you have? I mean, I, it sounds like you've got a fairly extensive network and you help people build their networks. What do you do to stay in front of these communities that you're creating? That's a great question. So, I mean, it's strange, but I actually keep a spreadsheet of different things that I want to do for people because um, this, you know, this kind of thing, it can be time consuming. And again, it's, it's not about like making it a system and making it very like, you know, this robotic thing. It, you do have to put in the time to be a person and like really think of ways in which you can be valuable to people. Um, I, I mainly use a spreadsheet just so I can stay top on, on top of me. It's just the way I like to work. But when it comes to the actual, you know, staying in front of mind, I, I'm, I actually, I track like, okay, have I done anybody, you know, a connection? Have I, you know, have I connected anybody together? Yes or no. I keep, keep it on a spreadsheet with a little checkbox. Have I left them, you know, a thoughtful comment on their social platform? Yes or no. Have I shared something? And so uh, I, I like to have these different kind of levels of, of giving, if that, if that makes sense, over time, just to make sure that I am providing value to people long before I ever consider, you know, maybe um, asking them for anything or partnering with them. And, and sometimes that, 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 that runway is very short. You know, sometimes you just connect with people and then you have conversations. I like to have like virtual coffee chats with people and just learn about their business and those conversations will immediately make you think of, oh my gosh, you should talk to so-and-so. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's one of my favorite ways to really do that. Oh, totally. I love doing those instant connections. It just kind of top of mind. Um, but I think that's great. Uh, it's impressive. You have a spreadsheet. So you're not using like a CRM or anything. You're just kind of old school with a spreadsheet. Keeping it old school. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my only CRM is just my, my email list CRM, but I don't, yeah, I have like a, a relationship tracking kind of thing in any of my CRM tools. Sure. Well, you know, whatever works at the end of the day, the tools aren't anywhere as powerful as someone actually doing the activities. So, you know, spreadsheet works. I think that's great. Um, I love the idea of really. There's something about that. Yeah, absolutely. So what advice would you have? And, I, and we did kind of talk through this a little bit earlier on, but for someone that's really looking to grow their network. Well, you know, I, I mentioned, and this is, a, this is something that I, I, I work with a lot of people on. It's, it's looking at what are your, what are your kind of pillars of expertise or value that you offer people? And if you can kind of turn those things into even some enticing, if you will, headlines, you can grow your network as far as, well, see, that's back up. Cause that would be more like growing your audience, um, reaching out to different people with different plat platforms, but growing your actual network um, I mean, there are so many great places on even like LinkedIn where people are doing networking. I think actually, um, 
you've got one coming up that I, I, I'm very interested in, in learning more about. I think I signed up for like February 19. It's looking for people who are hosting these different networks and, and seeing, okay, in my community, um, what, what gaps are missing that maybe I can fill? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's, there's, uh, there's a, quite a few other people like uh, LZ Flinnard in, you know, in Milwaukee who, who's, who's building communities and, and just connecting those people asking them, Hey, is there anything that you need help with or anything like that or any way in which I can help you? I think that's a great way to build community. And I think people, their, their guard's going to be down. They're not going to be thinking, Oh, you're trying to sell me something. Cause I know we need networking because we need to build our community because we want to build our businesses. But if we start up front with the, what can you do for me thing, people's guards are up and your ability to grow your community is going to be stunted. So show up with the other energy, you know, the other way around. What can I do for you? I love How that. Can I, you? I think that's a great identify those that are kind of leading, building, building the communities and then ask how you can help them. I think that's great advice. And it's a really easy way to get connected with that hub, as I talked about a little bit earlier and figure out, you know, who's the person that's got all the connections already or has is, is the one that's, you know, working hard to continue to build those relationships. And I think that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. I don't think people are going to say no to, you know, you're offering to help in any kind of way. All right. Here's a fun one. If you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you do? What would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? Oh man. 20 year old self. I mean, 20 years ago, I was just in music school. I would say learn more about business and marketing sooner. <laughs> I had a lot of different um, side hustles and endeavors and like an e-commerce, I had an Etsy store, um, all kinds of different things where if I would have known what I know now about marketing and copy, I would have gone a lot further. Also, um, hire out sooner. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> nice. I love it. Um, all right. This is a fun one as well. Uh, we all know about the six degrees of separation. So who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within six degrees? The one person that I would love to connect with, there is, I mean, I have a list of these, I, you know, I, I keep like a dream 100 list. Um, but one of them would be Brendan Burchard because his, um, his marketing and one of his digital courses taught me a ton that a lot of other marketers just aren't talking about. It was more like just like some great insights that have made a huge difference in, in my business and in what I do. Um, but also his book, High Performance Habits, has had a huge impact on me. So do I think I could get access to him in six degrees of separation. I think so, actually. Um, I've been able to make some great connections with people like um, Ryan Levesque's team. He, he, if you read Ask, Mm-mm. it's a great book. It basically teaches you how to learn what your customer and clients want and how to set up a system where they're basically informing you on that. And then to use that information to build out exactly what they want so that you know, they're more engaged and you're able to sell them solutions that they want. It's, it was like a, a, a big, big book in marketing many years ago. And 
I was originally figuring out, okay, how can I get access to Ryan Levesque? That seems crazy lofty. But as it turns out, um, you know, he, he has a company and he publishes on LinkedIn, you know, who he's connected to. And I immediately started reaching out to like his copywriter and actually became really good virtual friends with his copywriter and um, no agenda. Just, we just chatted and we've been chatting back and forth a lot. And we, we kind of just discussed copywriting and things like that. And uh, at one point he's just like, Hey, if you ever want access to like anybody in my network, I'd love, you know, you want to have them on it as like a podcast guest or anything like that. Just ask. And I, I didn't even come with that energy or with that agenda. So that was amazing. So I think, I think I could probably. Oh, it sounds like you totally could. <laughs> um, yeah, I've read uh, High Performance Habits. It's a fantastic one. And I know a number of people that have actually attended some of his like conferences or workshops, Brendan Bouchard. Um, and they've just said amazing, amazing things about the experience that they had. Um, right now, I am reading his book, um, the, Motiva- the Motivation Manifesto. Have you heard of that one? Oh, is that the one he wrote before Millionaire Mess? Oh, Millionaire, what is it? Millionaire Messenger? I'm not familiar with that one. I, um, oh, okay. I know. I'm, I'm, it's really, it's, he's just got such a unique perspective on things. And that's what I appreciate about, about what he's, um, what he shares in his writings and his podcast. Yeah, he's got his podcast. Great energy, too. Totally. Absolutely. Great mindset overall. Um, cool. Well, report back when you connect with him. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> All right. Um, Glenn, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. So what is something you'd like to ask me? I'd like to know, um, how it is that you came about to be, um, a marketing expert and even specifically uh, in regards to community building, how and why? <laughs> how and why? Okay. How, um, I mean, the, the short, I don't know if there's a short story. I, I'm a lifelong learner, self, self-proclaimed. I mean, I've done a lot of the, the paid <laughs> institutional education as well. Um, but I love learning new things. And I started going to school for commercial art and graphic design. I switched my degree to marketing um, I worked in a web development shop early on in my career. Then I went to a traditional agency and I'm really grateful for that experience because I learned a lot about, um, just old school marketing, um, and advertising, but I just found so much interest in, in digital and just the internet because it's constantly changing and that technology is just evolving so fast. And it's fascinating to me at the end of the day, how something can pretty much trigger or elicit a response or an action, you know, whether that's encouraging someone to make a donation to an organization or to buy a product or to sign up for an online course, you know, whatever it is. And I just think it's really, I'm just fascinated by how how people make decisions and obviously marketing is a huge component of that and that's really really where where i got to be i guess and i'm one as an educator lifelong learner i love sharing what i know um i don't think it needs to be a secret how to do things i'm a big advocate for for education so um i guess you know i i want to be able to teach and answer all the questions that i can and i think that just kind of 
naturally grew into where my expertise came from. That's really interesting that you you have, you have a few things in your story that are very similar to mine as far as a very nonlinear career path and the ways in which you've gone from art and graphic design into marketing. Because for me, it was, you know, music was the gateway into marketing. And uh, I, I think that's very fascinating. <laughs> I, um, that's, that's a fun question. I, I, I know I started up because <laughs> welcome. Yeah. It, it's funny. Cause I've, I, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I feel like I've come full circle. So like when I first started my first YouTube channel and I was, you know, doing tutorials and trying to sell an ebook and a mini course and it didn't do so well, like I, I doubled down into marketing to figure out, okay, what am I doing wrong? And I heavily invested in that. And then that led to freelancing and that freelancing then led to like a corporate dream job you know, creating all the, all the things, blogs, blogs, courses, memberships for a coaching and consulting firm. And uh, it's funny, like what's great about it is now I'm helping like a bunch of musicians and that was never my, my, I mean, my original aim was to help musicians, but now I'm helping them with like their info products. So it's a weird, like full circle thing. And also, and I, you know, I'm, I'm sure you probably get the same thing. And I'd be curious to hear your response to this. Um, that same like creative kind of buzz and high and, and joy you get out of like, for me, it was writing songs. I, I get out of creating different like marketing things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would say I'm by no means an expert in like Photoshop or illustrator or anything along those lines. I know enough to be dangerous in those platforms because <laughs> those platforms themselves have changed so much over the years. Um, I mean, I was designing in Quark Express, which I don't even think that exists anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't think yeah, so. like the creativity and I love the discovery, uh, of really understanding the needs of a client and building out that plan. And, and there's a lot of creativity that can come with that. So I, I, I don't, I'm not missing that creative element, you know, it's just a different medium at the end of the day that I'm, I'm pushing yeah. out creativity. Exactly. <laughs> Super fun. I'm sure we could talk about that for many hours. Sounds like we need to get together for a beer or something. <laughs> um, Glenn, what final words of advice do you have to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? When it comes to growing and supporting your network, find ways to get them to personally engage and reach out to you and even though it may not be scalable, find ways to, to, to put in the time to be, to, to actually offer real help. It's amazing. The opportunities that that can open up for you, uh, whether it's, you know, being able to speak or join somebody else's network. Um, you, they may promote you somewhere that you never would have expected. You just never know when you give um, not that this is, should be your, your, your main reason, but what, you know, what kind of opportunities you open when you do that? How can people get in touch with you? And it sounds like you may have an offer to share with our listeners as well. Yeah, I'm trying to be more visible on LinkedIn. I haven't been doing all that much yet, but I am largely on Instagram, the Glenn Allen show. Otherwise you know, I'm Glenn Allen, Glenn of two ends. And, um, my website, the glennallenshow.com. And if you're interested in learning about how to you know, create what I was talking about, these really high converting um, 
email list builders that really engage and nurture your audience in a way that, you know, primes them to keep opening more and more emails because you're adding value. I have a free mini course on this called the golden lead magnet. You get that uh, on my website, glennallenshow.com slash GLM. And um, you can check out my podcast, Unstuck and Unstoppable. Awesome. We'll include all that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. I really appreciate this conversation. This is, this is fun to share. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Glenn for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just search for Social Capital Network. If you'd like to connect with me, shoot me an email at lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.